Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, welcome to episode 69, Our Children Are Our Life. Last week in our Finding Joy Again series, we talked about how joy is part of the kingdom of God. Luke 12, 32 says, Fear not, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But the Bible tells us his kingdom isn't things here on earth, the stuff, the physical things. His kingdom here on earth, he tells us, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom of God is. And he wants us to walk in that kingdom. He wants us to have the blessing of that kingdom. And that means that joy is available to all of us because joy is part of the kingdom of God. It's interesting because I got lots of comments and emails from last week's episode telling me how impactful it was. One of you even told me you had listened to it six times. So if you missed last week's episode, I highly recommend giving it a listen. This week, I'm going to revisit something I said at the beginning of last week's episode, but I'm going to take a different angle. So let's start by revisiting something that I said. As parents, our lives revolve around our children. They become the main reasons we want to live. When our child dies, it feels like that child was the only reason to live. And with one of our children no longer here, or if you are someone who has lost your only child, that makes this even more huge. I just, I can't imagine that, and I'm so sorry. But we truly believe we have nothing to live for here on this earth. Even those of us who have other children, maybe a loving spouse or a job we loved getting up for every day, or a ministry that was extremely fulfilling, all of that seems to be just wiped out with the death of our child. Most of us, we're not suicidal. We just don't want to be here anymore, and we can't imagine living in this kind of pain for the rest of our lives. So we need something bigger than us to live for. And if none of those things I mentioned are a big enough reason to want to live, then we need to do it for our child who's no longer here with us. In the beginning, when your child dies, you're in survival mode, aren't you? We all are. The suffocating darkness is overwhelming. And I'm talking months, even the first couple of years. That's where we all start, so don't feel guilty if that's where you are. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians, we tend to think that we shouldn't be struggling like this. I have Christ in me. You know, I have the victory through him. I'm an overcomer. And we discount the fact that we are in a place of deep grief, and God gives allowances for that throughout the Scripture. But there will come a time as you begin to pull out of that survival mode when you realize that you get to start making choices. You can choose to focus on the death of your child, on your earthly loss and how devastated you are by that, or you can begin to choose to focus on who 
God still is for you, no matter what happens here on this earth, and focus on the difference your child's life can still make in the world through you. Do you want the people around you to be more aware of the painful event of your child's death? Or do you want the people around you to be focused on your child's life and that your child's life mattered and his or her story can continue through you? The reality is, if we want people to know our child died more than we want them to know he or she lived, it's because we want people to know how deep our pain is. It's still about us and our loss. And I remember at the beginning for quite a while, months, I wanted to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Laura Deal. My daughter died. Or even just randomly tell strangers that my daughter died because it was so painful and I wanted people to know that I was in this much pain. It really was more about me and my pain in the fact that my daughter died. Most of us, I'll say, eventually, sometimes it's early, sometimes it's almost immediate, but it's almost like we feel driven to figure out a way to continue the legacy of our child. And like I said, some of us, it might be right away, we just jump right into something. And for others of us, I know a couple of people, it's taken them, it was like 10 years later when they were finally ready to do something that this is for my child. And it can be anything from uh having a brick laid or a, a bench dedicated or a tree in a public garden, something like that, to something as big as writing a book or starting a nonprofit. You may end up like me doing something that is, I'll say it's birthed from their death. I think of Richard, who brings awareness to water safety to keep others from drowning like his daughter, or Marcella, who provides weighted bears called comfort cubs to moms with empty arms like she had with the death of her son George, who only lived 15 minutes outside of her womb. Or I think of my friends Dave and Dee, who raise money for adult SIDS after finding their daughter Sarah, who had died in her sleep from an unknown heart condition. It might be something like buying backpacks with school supplies each year for kids in need. It could be something like I know of someone who does uh, kind things for other people. And when she does, it comes with this pay it forward business type card saying something like this act of kindness was done in the memory of my daughter. And she puts in her name, please continue to pay it forward for her. And obviously, I could go on and on and on with all the different things that we can do as parents to make sure that the life of our child continues on. And I, I want to say that as soon as you have even just a glimpse of hope, I want you to be determined to do something with it. I don't mean jump right into it, but start thinking about it. Look around you. Look up. Open your eyes and begin to ask some good questions. What do people around me need? Where is their suffering? How am I uniquely qualified to serve them? What is there something about my child that I could continue that is a reminder of my child, something they enjoyed, something that was important to them? Or maybe it was something that had, had to do with their cause of death. What can I do to help others in the world based on my child's life? Find the courage 
to say yes and take the first step. Say yes to something significant that will change the world around you for the better in some way. Say yes to yourself that your life still matters because there are people who need what you have to give. Say yes to doing something that matters in honor of the life of your child. And that's what I mean by finding something bigger than you to live for. And then I highly recommend you to take people with you because it's sweeter and better when you bring others along. You'll continue to heal together and each of them will bring their own unique gifts and talents to what you're doing. And when you bring people with you, it inspires you to do more. The point is take action. Do something that keeps the legacy of your child going. And as you do, the help and the hope that you bring others will warm your heart and open the door for joy to rise up inside of you, eventually spilling out to those around you. Because remember, we're talking about finding joy again. I want to just put in here right now that I know when you're in that deep, deep place of darkness, like I said, you're in survival mode. So if if this, it's like, I can't, I have nothing to give. That's okay, because you don't. It's true. When you're in that beginning place, you don't have anything to give. But there will come a point where you do. And maybe it's just when you're in a store and somebody drops something, you reach down, pick it up and give them a smile when you hand it to them. Start in the smallest ways to do something for someone else. It doesn't even have to be something like, oh, what can I do in my child's name? I've got to figure out something to do for my child. No, don't pressure yourself. That's not it. But open yourself up to the possibility. Open yourself up to that place that eventually I want and I need to do something that's bigger than me that will make me want to live again, that will bring joy back into my life again because I'm doing something in honor of my child's life and it brings me back to life. Your life isn't over. Did you know that 25 out of 45 of our United States presidents have lost at least one child either before they took office or even during their time in office, that's huge. 25 out of 45, that's over half of our presidents. I find that really interesting that out of that darkness, there came a strength, something rose up in them that went beyond the death of their child to be the president of the United States. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? The death of your child makes your world stop, doesn't it? When our child dies, our world stops, but the entire world doesn't, and it shouldn't stay that way. Our world, our personal world, really doesn't stop, and and it shouldn't, because I can choose to believe, here we're back to that again, that because my daughter died, my life doesn't matter anymore, or I can choose to believe that because Becca lived my life still matters. Because your child lived, your life still matters. Because your child's life still matters. Therefore, your life still matters. Let the seed of hope be nourished in you, allowing it to spring up into a flower of joy. Think about that. The seed of hope. Allow it 
to be nourished in you and just picture that that dormant seed that's like dead in the ground buried in darkness and a nourishment begins to seep in at the beginning it's just water there's there's no sun why well, I, I guess I don't remember my biology lessons maybe there the warmth of the sun warms the soil and warms the seed but that seed sure can't see the sun can it but it begins, it, that seed cracks open. There's life in what looks like this dead seed. And it begins to grow. And pretty soon, there's just the tiniest sprout that pops up through the dirt. And it continues to grow as it's nourished. And something grows from that. It could be a huge tree from that little bitty seed. Isn't that crazy? One itty bitty apple seed can become an entire tree years later, full of more apples. So let that seed of hope be nourished in you and allow it to spring up into that tree or into a flower of joy. It is possible, especially when you refuse to let the death of your child cause you to stop living. But you are determined to let your child's life continue through you and living your own life, not letting that be something that consumes you, but allowing your child to continue to be a part of your life as you continue to live. I want to end today's episode from a chapter in my When Tragedy Strikes book. This chapter is called Adding the Swimming Pool of Joy. As I started writing this chapter, I knew three words I wanted to use to describe how I now sense joy in my life, but I was hesitant to say what those words are. I did not want to give anyone a false definition based on my experience, but as I was looking up the biblical definition of joy, I found those exact three words. So I now pass those three words on to you, contentment, confidence, and hope. May they become your words as well as you bravely dive into the swimming pool of joy. As we're talking about finding ways to allow our child's life to live on, I want to suggest that you go to our website, gpshope.org, and check out three different things One is we have a member's library. It's free. All you have to do is go into the library, give yourself a password and a login, and it's private. We don't know what any of that is. And there's access to a library of all kinds of helpful downloads for you. And one of the downloads there is suggested ways of honoring your child. So if that's something that you want some thoughts and ideas, just go in there and take a look at that and look at the library, download anything in there that would be helpful. Another thing that is on our website is called the Wall of Remembrance. And we love putting our children on the Wall of Remembrance on our website. It's your child's picture, their sunrise and their sunset date, and then what you write about them, how you want people to remember your child. And all you have to do for that is scroll down till you see a a button that says Wall of Remembrance. I don't remember if there's a tab at the top or not, but it's fairly easy to find. It's right on the front page. Click on that, 
submit your information along with the photograph that you want on and Dave will make a plaque and you can take a look and see what they look like. The third thing are the In Loving Memory Heart Decals. In case you don't know it, some of you may be new listeners to the Grieving Parent Sharing Hope podcast. Dave and I live in a motor home. We call it the Hope Mobile. We sold our house. We felt God leading us. Well, we knew God led us. The, the story behind that is just crazy how God just opened doors once we knew this is what we were supposed to do. But we sold our house to our oldest son, and we live full time in a motor home. We call it the Hope Mobile. And on the outside, we have right now, it's close to 80 hearts, I think. They are heart decals, they say, in loving memory, and we put your child's name in it and where they're from, city and state. And then we put that decal, there are seven colors to choose from, and we put that decal wherever you want it to be, on the outside of our house, on the outside of the Hope Mobile. And people read these hearts. It's just a, a, another way that you can have your child be remembered. Their name travels with us wherever we go around the nation. This is a a sponsorship. It helps provide gas. We get six to seven miles to the gallon, and it is a $100 sponsorship, but that is just another thing that we offer for you. So just go to our website, check things out, gpshope.org, and take a look at what's there for you. Let's go on to our birthday segment. Last week, I missed someone. It's the first time I've ever done that, and I'm so sorry. So I want to start with Travis M. Blair, who was born on August 9th and is forever 30. Miracle Valentina Harvison was born on August 12th and is forever two and a half months. Joshua Egloff was born on August 15th and is forever 22. Jaden Phillips was born on August 17th and is forever 18. And I happen to know that this will be Jaden's 21st birthday. We understand how important it is to still acknowledge the day our children came into this world and we celebrate with these families. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced on the podcast, it's easy to do. Just go to gpshope.org slash birthdays, submit the information, and I will add your son or daughter to our list and announce their birthday that week on the podcast. There will also be a link to that in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever app you're listening on right now so that you get notified when each new episode comes out and give us a good rating. If you're listening on our website, right on the audio bar, if you do either of the three things that I shared with you that can be found on our website, you will join over a thousand other parents. We'll put you on our email list to receive a weekly word of hope. And in that email, it lets you know about each podcast episode that is released. And you can unsubscribe from it at any time. Be sure to share this episode with others you know who will be helped by what was shared today. Next week, we'll be talking about joy versus happiness. I want to touch on that one more time. We kind of talked at that at the beginning of this series, but I want to I want to touch on that one more time before we wrap this up. Just like everything else, 
Joy is not something that seems to be released in our life immediately after the death of our child, but it's a process. Once again, it's like everything is a process for us now. I think everything was a process before our child died. We just didn't realize how much of a process it was. But we get to grow on this journey, and joy is one of those things that we get to grow in. Let me just say, I am glad and honored that we are learning how to walk it out together. Psalm 30, verse 5, promises us that weeping or sorrow lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. There will be light in your life again. You can live a life of meaning and purpose and have joy again, not in spite of your child's death, but because of his or her life. I look forward to sharing with you again next week, which, like I said, will be our final episode in this Finding Joy Again series. Until then, hold on. Pain eases. There is joy.